With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Iowa is at Illinois, a 2.30 kick on Saturday afternoon. My guest today covers Illinois for the Champaign News Gazette and IlliniHQ.com and is Bob Osmussen. Bob, thank you for the time today. Anytime. So first, looking at the team overall, it seemed like things had turned a bit of a corner last year with the return to the bowl game. I know this season got off to kind of a rough start, but a couple of wins have followed. Does it feel like the program has some positive momentum? I I would say yes. I think they really missed the chance to play Ohio State. Not because they thought necessarily they would win, but I think they thought they'd have a chance to play a good game against them. But the two wins against Rutgers and Nebraska, both on the road, were really important to this team because if they start 0-5 going into Ohio State, it would have been a problem. But I think they feel like they've made positive strides at this point. How strange was that this last week? And, you know, here in Iowa, we've been pretty lucky. We haven't had to deal with a COVID cancellation yet. And uh, and I know the one against Ohio State came pretty pretty late in the game. I think it was Friday night when that game was canceled. Uh, how strange was that in this ultimately strange year uh, to have that game kind of pulled, the, the rug pulled out from under everybody uh, on, on the last minute there? It would have been tougher if we hadn't been hearing rumors pretty much all week that Ohio State had some issues. So maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, you're starting to hear, and, hey, they got some positive cases. We didn't know about Coach Day until later in the week. But I think people here were like, okay, maybe this will – maybe we heard about it being pushed back or whatever. So I think it would, if it would just been completely loud and blue, it would have been a real problem. But the guys handled it pretty well. To, to their credit, Illinois has been really good about this. They've had two positive cases, um, Brandon Peters being one of them. They've had some contact tracing, but that's pretty much it. They've really followed the rules. So I think it was disturbing or disappointing to them that the team they were playing clearly had some issues that Illinois did not have. So, yeah, I think it was a tough moment. They wanted to play. I mean, there was no question. 
they had a chance to play number three. They wanted they wanted that chance. So that is really disappointing for the team and for the coaches. Yeah, really. After knocking off Wisconsin last season, it's got to feel like uh, like they they could beat anybody. Uh, you know, Bob. For those of us who who haven't watched every game, but you know, kind of take a look at the stat sheet to see who to, who to look out for. It, it's hard to decipher, to be honest. It seems like a lot of guys are getting playing time and and having an impact. So uh, maybe you can boil this down for us. Who should Iowa fans be looking for as offensive playmakers this weekend? Well, the first one is pretty obvious is Brandon Peters, the quarterback, who's – it's hard to look at his stats and realize what he's done because he missed three games because of COVID. So he played against Wisconsin, had a really rough game. The whole team had a rough game. Came back for, for Nebraska, played a really good game. Uh, they don't win without me on the field there. I think they all know that. And he's can be really effective. He's got a lot of weapons around him. He's – really willing to spread the ball around. He throw the tight ends, to throw, the, throw the receivers, to throw them running back. But he's also got a great running game in my mind. Uh, Chase Brown and they, Mike Epstein have played so well this year. They're basically tied in terms of rushing yards. They do the, kind of the same things, but they've been really good. Mike Epstein is a, kind of a great story because he's had, he missed last season because of the tourney ACL. He came back strong. He's played well. He's a good guy around the goal line. Plus, he's got good CP, uh, good speed. So, I think uh, that would be where Brandon would look first. Just get some help from the running backs. And again, against Iowa, what they're going to try to do, what I was going to try to do, is control the ball. I think Illinois wants to do the same thing: keep the ball, uh, maintain drives, get the ball in the end zone, and try to keep the score low and, and close to late in the game. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How about defensively? Who are some big playmakers or maybe a position group to look for as we watch this game? Well, Jake Hansen, the linebacker, who uh, was not on the time of finalist list for the Buckets, but probably should have been. He's a guy that not only does he tackle a lot of people, but he, he forces turnovers a lot. He's got two interceptions. He scores fumbles. He recovers fumbles. He's around the ball. So he, he'll be a guy that um, – if he's in the middle of it a lot on Saturday, which I expect he will be, that'll be a good thing for Illinois. And I think the position group that's kind of been maligned but seems to play better lately is the defense backs. They've got some a lot of experience back there. They seem to be right on the same on the same page now. And I think they'll play better this, this week. When you look at Iowa, um, what, what do you think is is kind of the most dangerous part of this Hawkeye team from an Illinois perspective? Well, I think the potential for the passing game, uh, Illinois, they've done well or pretty well against the run. Where they where they struggle is the team that can throw the ball deep, throw the ball around, spread the ball around. I think when you look at Iowa's weapons, that seems to be an issue for Illinois. It seems, it seems like the quarterback's playing better every week. He's getting more in tune to what he's doing. And I think Illinois people, they expect Iowa to try to run the ball because that's kind of their uh, M.O., but I think also Illinois would be fine with that. I don't think they want to see the ball in there a lot because that's been an issue for Illinois a lot this year. 
You know, this is a border, border rivalry that, that it's probably seen better days. The, the basketball side of things uh, certainly seems to be really heating up, and, and that's really cool. That's That was fun last season. I think it'll be a fun, uh, unfortunately, only one game, Iowa-Illinois, this season, or at least in the, in the regular season. Uh, but I think that's a fun a fun rivalry. Hopefully this football rivalry will, will kind of come hand-in-hand hand with that. Now, Iowa has had the upper hand in this series as of late, and I think that's probably hindering some of the rivalry aspect of it. But how do Illinois fans view the Iowa program and and I guess, do you think this could ever be a great border rivalry? Oh, I definitely think it can be, but you have to have it can't be one sided. So I was run one, what six in a row, and, and the games, a lot of the games, have not been close, including two years ago here. Iowa won six two three nothing. People talk about that game. We'll talk about it for a long time until Illinois is consistently able to compete with Iowa. This game, this rivalry, won't be great. But they get to a point where they're playing, both playing well, both top 25 caliber teams. Then I think it could be, it could be Illinois' best rival because there's a, obviously there's some connections there, both physically in terms of where you are geographically, but also the fact there's so many kids from Illinois playing for Iowa. And that doesn't happen the other way. There's not a lot of Iowa kids on the Illinois team, but it goes the other way. I think they're, you know, so you're playing their neighbor. You're playing because you kids you grew up with. In fact, Illinois has got a kid, uh, Defensive player here, whose brother is a receiver to Iowa. So that and the dad, I think their dad played played at Iowa too. So that's kind of a cool deal. You got that kind of brother brotherly rivalry. So I think that it could be a be a deal. And I, I'd like to see this become a trophy game. Yeah, I know Illinois has got a lot of trophies. I know Iowa has a lot of trophies, but I think Illinois this would make since they're going to play every year. Makes sense they they come up with something. I'm not sure what it would be, but I think they'll be enhance the whole thing too. I, I like that. I like that idea a lot. I think that would really add some juice and, and really put this uh, put this to the next level. He is at Bob Osmussen on Twitter. Give him a follow for all your Illinois news. Check out his work, Champagne News Gazette, IlliniHQ.com. Bob, thank you as always for the time, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. There you have it. It's interesting to hear uh, he 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 fears Iowa's passing game. I'm not sure he's seen enough Spencer Petrus to uh, to know what that is. But maybe this is Petrus's breakout game. Maybe this is the time. Um, some of the things worry me a little bit. You know, hearing about Brandon Peters in that quarterback position, uh, hearing about how strong they are defensively against the run. Um, I you know I, I I'll be honest. I don't feel great about this game. I think Iowa can win. I think Iowa will win. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it may be more like the Nebraska game we saw on Black Friday, uh, which. Um, was ultimately fun, but there were there were a, there was a good hour in there where uh, you had a bit of a stomachache watching that game. We will be back uh, covering all of this on HawkeyeNation.com, so check that out. Joe Schmelke and myself will be back with the Hawkeye Nation radio show. It's on KXNO every Thursday night at seven o'clock, and uh, and here on the podcast page as well. So join us for that. Uh, that's always a lot of fun. We usually have John Miller, Joe Hugan. Uh, we'll have another guest. We'll get predictions. Uh, that'll be a good time. We'll do that this Thursday and every Thursday on K. KXNO starting at 7 o'clock. Thank you for listening. Go Hawks.